Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue in the book of Titus, living a Christ-centered life in a self-centered world. Today we're going to look at love God's faithful word. Respect it, believe it, study it, preach it, and live it. In Titus chapter 1 verse 9, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. What does this mean? Well, you know, godly leadership is based on a commitment to the Word of God. A true leader must never fall into the trap of trusting his gifts or personality, but must fully trust God's Word to change lives. Titus 1.9 emphasizes the fact that the Bible has all the answers to all the problems that we will face. Have you ever watched a small child hold onto a toy and not let go even though another child is trying to take it away? Uh, this is something like what the term holding fast means. The phrase means to strongly cling to, refusing to let go. An individual superglued to God's word is one who is unquestionably loyal and committed to the Bible. In Paul's closing comments to the Church of Colossae, he used the word read three times in one sentence. Read, read, read. God's word is faithful to us. We need to be faithful to read the word of God. R-E-A-D, read, examine, apply, and do the faithful word of God. As Paul put the finishing touches on his letter to the Thessalonians, he reminded them what God had reminded him through inspiration. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. God wants us to read his faithful word. Now, David wrote a beautiful song about the word of God that some have entitled, Your Word is a Lamp to My Feet. We simply call it Psalm 119. The introduction to David's very long song, 22 stanzas, 176 verses in length, includes three keys to understanding the intent of the song. Verse 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Verse 15, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Verse 16, I will delight myself in thy statutes, I will not forget thy word. Holding fast God's faithful word means you have a superglued commitment to reading, memorizing, meditating on, and obeying God's word. Memorize God's faithful word. Get it into your head. Meditate on God's faithful word. Get it into your heart. Master God's faithful word. Get it into your life. Paul reminded Titus that it was sound doctrine that enabled him to exhort and convince what he called the gainsayers of Crete. The idea of teaching doctrine that is sound simply refers to doctrine that is healthy and wholesome, teaching what is right. Obviously, Paul was warning Titus of the unhealthy and unwholesome teaching that was going on by the false teachers on the island of Crete. Four times, actually five, we consider using the root word for the word sound. Paul used the word sound to describe teaching that was pure, true, and uncorrupted. 1-9, holding fast the faithful word as he had been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince. Titus 1-13, this witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. Chapter 2, verse 1, but speak the things which are becoming to sound doctrine. Verse 2, that the ages men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith and in love and patience. And then verse 8, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is on the contrary part may be ashamed, have no evil thing to speak of you. You know, anytime you hear of a preacher or a teacher or a small group leader attacking the purity of the gospel, by adding to God's simple plan of salvation or taking away from it, you question them. 
hoping to plant a seed of doubt in their mixed-up thinking and messed-up theology. Then, with sound doctrine, healthy teaching, right exposition, you show them the unchanging truth of the precious gospel. Pastors are often compared with shepherds. One commentator said that a pastor needs two voices, one for gathering sheep and one for driving away the wolves and thieves. Good preaching and teaching involves both exhortation and conviction. Every church has those who agree and those who disagree. What Paul calls gainsayers uh, are those who choose to disagree, contradict, argue, or literally talk back to God. You know, God still loves both. Exhort has the idea of comfort or encouragement, where convince has the thought of convicting, rebuking, or proving the error of their thinking. Although it is much more enjoyable to exhort, comforting those who are striving to do right, than to convince, confronting, and rebuking those who are set on doing wrong, both are necessary. Paul shared the joys of comforting others, just like God has comforted us and encouraged still others with the never-ending mercies of God. He also reminds us of the positive consequences of confronting and challenging our gainsaying friends. If they listen to sound teaching, they will guard their hearts from being hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, and they and others will fear displeasing the Lord and choose to honor him. Now, one more thing. The idea of confronting some and comforting others should be motivated by a heart of love. Our Lord Jesus is our extreme example in his counsel to a very apathetic group of believers. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous therefore, and repent. So, in order to live a Christ-centered life in a very self-centered world, what did we learn today? We all need to love the faithful Word of God. Love it, respect it, believe it, study it, preach it, and live it. Lord, please, I want to pray David's prayer for all of us today. Order our steps in your word. And please do not allow any sin or any iniquity to dominate our lives in any way. Hey, our time's up for the day, but I hope you've enjoyed the study. But remember, today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a really good day.